friend, mark your calendar. What Makes Women Feel Beautiful, the immersive teaching experience is coming in one week on Wednesday, June 21st and open for one week only. Plus, on June 21 and 22nd, I am giving a keynote speech. You know, the big speaker on the main stage at a conference. I'm giving that talk. It's called How to Finally Feel Confident and at Peace in Your Body, Plus Save Time, Energy, and $2,000 a year. That is not an inflated number. I have the data and the receipts to back it up. And you are invited to tune into that keynote speech right from your home with a VIP ticket for free when you go to hillaryrushford.com slash bodypeace. I'll put that link in the episode description for you and you will also find it on my Instagram. Friend, you don't have to buy a plane ticket pay for a hotel, get childcare covered. You don't even have to put on shoes. I won't be wearing any either as I speak and broadcast live from my home. And your ticket is VIP, meaning you get access to the Q&A with me right afterwards. And I will stay around until every last question has been answered because every VIP matters. Do not miss this speech. I wrote it with you in mind and I can't wait to see you live at hillaryrushford.com slash June 21, friend, is where it all begins. Let's get this garden party started. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hello, lovely. Today, we are going to chat about how we feel about our bodies which is such a complex topic that I wanna give a caveat right off the bat that we are going to talk about this so much more in depth, you and I, inside What Makes Women Feel Beautiful. That's my signature immersive teaching. It's opening for one week only right around the corner, but when you sign up for the free VIP ticket to my keynote speech, you'll already be on the list where you will hear all of those details, so you will not miss it. But inside that teaching, there is extensive data and research to rewire this lifetime of indoctrination around body size in general. Fatness, thinness, smallness, curves. We learn as early as three years old to judge bodies in this way. So we have decades to to unravel. And we won't cover today all of the reasons why or layers in this one episode. We will do that inside the deeper teaching. But I can tell you that researching this has changed my life. The way I see my body, other bodies, the way I move in the world with strangers, with women that I love. And I'll tell you this as well. There was a book that came out a little while back by a body positive advocate, someone that I respect and admire and love their work. And I was really looking forward to it. I bought this book the week that it came out. And to be frank, and I'm speaking completely anonymously, so you have no idea who I'm speaking about, but I was disappointed by the lack of depth in the book because this is their main area of expertise. I personally, my area of expertise is the intersection of all the areas. So my one thing is not our impact on the environment or body positivity, but it's studying all of those things and seeing where they intersect because I think we need to consider all of it on our path to healing. And ultimately, they're teaching in a nutshell, I would summarize as saying, this has been hard my whole life 
And um, the way to get over it is to say, stop it when you have a negative thought, to just stop having the thoughts and be like, this is silly, this is not helpful, I just wanna stop. That teaching to me is not helpful. Because first off, I wanna know why do we have the thought in the first place? What's the history of how we got here? Because if we understand the story and if we can start to poke holes in the story, now my brain can start to realize that the thing I am believing may not actually be true. The values that I've been given, the priorities that I've been given, I have to poke holes in that original truth. If I'm not unraveling the the belief that smaller bodies are better, then I'm just gaslighting myself saying, I'm fine with my body, I'm fine with my body, while still believing this reality over here. In addition, after we say the why, we then, in in my opinion, and the data would also support me in this, need to ask what better thought do we replace it with? Because when we tell our brain just to stop thinking about something, it can literally make you want to think about it more because your brain is focusing on the thing you don't want to think about. Neurolinguistic processing, for example, tells us that you want to replace it with a more positive thought. You know, it's the adage like, don't think of a pink elephant. Of course, you're going to think of a pink elephant. But if instead you say, think of a peacock, now you're not thinking about a pink elephant anymore. And also that the thoughts we replace it with need to be ones that we believe. We have data and research from scientists and psychologists on top of this as well. We need to replace it with a belief that feels true. Again, we can't gaslight ourselves. And in this area, the terminology gaslighting for me is really the opposite of authenticity. It's the opposite of telling yourself the truth where both your brain, your gut, your head, your heart go, yeah, I think that makes sense. I think I can get on board with that as opposed to, I don't really believe it, but I'm trying to stop believing it. We need to say, well, why don't I believe it? And what do I believe instead? So my approach looks at the multiple elements we need to truly rewire and heal in this area, which is what we'll do in the full teaching. But today I want to talk about just one of the many elements. And that is the reality that we only look at other bodies to judge our own. When you have a thought about another woman's body or beauty, it is only ultimately to judge your own. You know, that it's me, hi, I'm the problem, it's me. Or the adage, it's, you know, breaking up, it's not you, it's me. It really is all about us. If someone else is judging your body, it's it's all about them. The, the world revolves around us. The, their world revolves around them. It really has nothing to do with you. We're only looking at other bodies to judge our own. And our thoughts about other bodies only harm ourselves because they're our thoughts. Now, if we speak the words aloud, they can harm others if people hear us say those words. And when we think something a lot of times, it's very easy to open your mouth and have it come out, right? Um, But more often, you are with your thoughts. We have an exorbitant amount of thoughts throughout the day. So many, it's unbelievable when you see the data in the research. Like, how how does my brain have that many thoughts in a day? We have so many more thoughts than the things we speak aloud. And you are the only person living with all of those thoughts. Now, again, if you speak them aloud, they can harm others. If you, you know, maybe are casting for a, a film and you 
are, are casting the thinnest woman, then you are, are harming others in the you know, media content that you're creating. But by and large, we are harming ourselves. And it is exclusively about you bullying yourself and gaslighting yourself because you're making it about her body. You're gaslighting yourself. What I mean by that is that you're having the thought about her body. So you think it's about her body, but it's not. It's actually about your body in comparison to hers. And it, it can actually feel less harmful to be judging someone else, to be speaking badly about someone else than to be speaking badly about yourself. And you're actually bullying yourself when you have that thought about her because you're saying this proves that people have these thoughts. This proves that other people have these judgments. Whether that is, why is she wearing that? Why did she not choose something more flattering? She has large thighs. She has a tiny waist. I can see her cellulite through those pants. I, I couldn't wear that. She looks so thin. I bet she's taking that Ozempic. Whether it's pro or con about her, it's all to judge your body and appearance in comparison. Now, those examples of thoughts I just shared are very different than, ooh, cute dress. I like those shoes. Love that color. Ooh, that print is so pretty. That's artistic inspiration. It's like seeing a painting when you're in a museum or a throw pillow or the cover of a cute journal when you're in a little shop and you just think, oh, cute, pretty. Oh, that's so beautiful. You don't feel shame. You feel joy. Now, you might feel desire. Like, for example, I was just at a wedding last weekend and two women asked where my dress was from. They were like, I love your dress. What brand is it? Now, they're asking, they might be having a desire. They might be having a want or yearning. Like, ooh, I I would love to have what she has, but they they are able to have it. I can tell them what the brand is and they too can have that joy. They're not instantly feeling a sense of, Oh gosh, I'll never be where she is at. I can't believe where I'm at. They just saw something that was joyful and they had the conversation. I was waiting at the uh, gate for our plane, our flight on the way back. And a girl was like, can I ask you if you like that carry on bag? Um, and she has like luggage by the same brand. So we struck up a conversation that has, she was not feeling any shame about the bag that she had when she looked over and thought, oh, I like her carry-on bag. I'm going to ask her if she likes it. I can see right here what brand it is. If that would bring her joy, she can have it. She's not going to feel any shame. But judging bodies only makes us feel shame. If the girl, instead of saying, I love that dress, what, what brand is it, had just thought she looks so thin in that dress. I could never wear that. I could never pull that off. I wish I looked that good in clothes. Even if the thought we have is that we feel better now, if we're thinking, oh, I'm thinner than her. Oh, I, 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 wouldn't, wear, I wouldn't wear a dress that showed off my arms like that, aka I'm, I'm better at covering my, my body or my imperfections or um, you know, I look better in this than she does. Even if we are thinking we look better, It only proves to us, it only reinforces this belief in what I call the invisible staircase, that there is a better, that there is a a definition of a body or a beauty that is better than someone else. And even if right now you feel in that moment, in that quick thought, they happen so fast, we barely even notice them until you really start to pay attention, which I have done for years now. 
But when you have that thought, you are saying, even if you are saying, I'm above her on the staircase, you're still telling yourself, there is a staircase and I'm judging and everyone else is judging where the bodies rank. And that means in some other context, you're going to be a step below somebody else. Or if your body changes, if you get ill, if you have an injury, if you stop being so vigilant with your body, if you have a baby, if you go through menopause, like if your body changes, you're doing okay now, but it could get worse. So even if it makes you feel better about your body now, you are still harming your body in the long run. And the staircase means that how we feel about our body is dependent on who we're around. It changes based on our circumstances, our thoughts and our feelings, because we've all been the largest or the smallest in the room, sometimes the the smallest in a way that wasn't the best, the largest in a way that might've been good. Maybe your boobs were the largest. Maybe your, your boobs were the smallest. Maybe your body was, you know, wait, whatever. We've all had those moments where we felt secure or insecure based on who we were around. And the fact that our view of our body changes based on others means it's not a steady, stable relationship. I don't feel worse about who my best friend is when I'm around other friends. I don't think, oh, maybe she's not that great. I was feeling so grateful for her this morning, but now that I hear this other woman talking about her friend, I'm thinking, oh, maybe my friend's not that great. I don't feel any better about my husband if we're in, if I see something and I'm thinking, you know, if I think, gosh, my husband's so much better than that guy. It doesn't make me feel good. It just makes me feel bad for the woman I'm seeing in this interaction who deserves better. And I'm just thinking like, gosh, she really deserves more. I'm not feeling, phew, okay, great. My, my husband's pretty good. I saw somebody who was worse. But when it comes to your body, it's very common that we would feel worse by being around a friend where we have the thought, I felt cute this morning when I left the house, but gosh, now I meet this friend I haven't seen in a while. It looks like she's lost weight and now I'm feeling heavy or she looks so cute. She dressed up more than I realized we were going to. So now I'm feeling insecure about my outfit. So our relationship with our body and beauty is so much more affected, even based on a friend that we are around, someone that we love and we're happy to spend time with. A safe, stable relationship means we start to be kinder in our heads, even when no one else hears our thoughts, because we hear it. And we want the relationship with our body to be more safe and stable. And we, our thoughts, are actually what impacts that, not the people we're around. If you are a OG podcast listener here, you know our episode on the wand. I will link that in the description. But It is our thoughts that lead to our feelings, and we can choose different thoughts based on the same circumstance rather than feeling like we are at the mercy of the the circumstance and we have no control and empowerment over our thoughts and therefore our feelings. We absolutely do. So I have three steps for this. The first step is just to notice and catch the thought. I am so much more aware of how often I have a thought about another woman's body because I have started paying attention in the last few years. And y'all, 
It is wild how fast it happens. You are, in, you are on the phone, you are in the middle of a conversation and a woman walks past you in yoga pants and you have a thought about whether or not you can see cellulite on her backside because the, the pants are of a lighter color. And if you are not aware of that, you're focused on your conversation and you're not even acknowledging that you just had a judgmental thought. You just had a fearful thought. Oh gosh, I hope my butt doesn't look like that in pants. Oh gosh, I wonder what, what does my cellulite look like back there? I really haven't like examined it in a while. Like, oh gosh, I, I don't know why she's, she's wearing that. And there's probably things that other people are thinking that about me that we have these little, quick, they happen so fast thoughts. So the first step is just to notice and catch them more often. Just start to notice when you have a thought about someone else's body and then ask yourself, what, why am I doing this? Now, I don't really have an answer for that. I think it's more of a rhetorical question that we're not even trying to answer it, but we are pointing out to ourselves, this is silly, right? Right? Why am I doing this? Why is this the thing? Why? Why am I judging that other woman's butt? This is so this is so ridiculous. So you're not even trying to actually answer it, but call out the absurdity of the fact that this is actually what's taking up your brain space in the world. You've got like, you know, people that you want to call. You've got things you want to create, things you want to learn, people you want to connect with, beauty you want to take in. I mean, there's so much in the world to care about, and this this is what's consuming a large percentage of my thoughts. So step one, just start to notice it more. And then step two, when you notice it, there is a phrase that I want to gift you that has changed my life. When you have that thought, you silently say, I'm sorry for judging your body. I wish you peace and I hope you feel beautiful. I'm sorry for judging your body. I wish you peace and I hope you feel beautiful. Because you don't just want to notice the bad and tell yourself to stop it. You want to instead do good. You want more peace for us all, yourself included. You want all women to feel more beautiful as they are today, yourself included. So you're telling yourself one thing you want to do less. I'm sorry for judging your body. I'm sorry for having a thought about your body. Might be a, a, a take on that phrase that resonates with you more. Maybe it wasn't even judgmental. Maybe it was just even a thought. I just thought, I'm looking at her thighs. I might not have even thought they were good or bad. I just, I just noticed. I don't even have to deeply analyze. I'm just saying, I just had a thought about your body. This is So I, you're telling yourself the one thing you want to do less, judge bodies, have thoughts about bodies, and two things you want to feel more peace and beautiful for yourself and others. And then the third step is to do it less by focusing on other things. Once you notice how often you have thoughts about bodies, we first want to change the thought and then we want to redirect our actions so we just aren't having those thoughts as much anymore. So a big one for me is following less people on Instagram who really put a lot of emphasis on their body. There are times when I followed someone that um, just just posted a lot, just wears a lot of very tight body conscious clothing, lots of posts in workout gear, and I can just tell that their thinness and the way their body looks is very important to them. It's not so much about strength or health. It's not about 
healing from when they used to be harder on their body and now they're trying to be more gentle with it. They, it's not caring about strength as they're aging. So again, this is not to say across the board from a judgmental perspective that I can't see anyone's bodies, but it's rather that I notice the essence and the energy. Does it feel like they posted this photo because they wanted to show off their body in this bathing suit or because they were like loving this day at the beach and they wanted to capture this moment? Are they posing in it in such a way that really made sure to emphasize their butt or did they just look over their shoulder while they were laughing and happened to be you know, from that angle? Another thing I do action-wise is you know, last week I talked about the consult that I was in that just blew my mind, the price they quoted me at the end. But something that I don't think I mentioned is that I, so I think I said that the woman giving me the consultation, I was aware she had more work done than would be my personal preference. Her face looked less real, more cosmetically enhanced than, than I would personally be desiring for myself. So I did take that note that I was like, okay, if we both had, we have different definitions of what enough is. We have different definitions of what beautiful is. So she probably is going to encourage me to do more than I would really need to do. Because if she thinks I want to get to her level, her level is beyond what I personally am desiring. But I also noticed, you know, this woman has therefore, I mean, if I was quoted $25,000, I'm going to guess this woman, maybe she gets a discount, obviously she works there. I'm going to guess this woman's more like $50,000 of what she's getting done. And yet the entire conversation we're on Zoom, I have never had a Zoom interaction with someone, it was maybe only 15, 20 minutes, where I was so aware of how often they looked at themselves in the Zoom camera. And friend, with how much time we are spending on Zoom, this is a real big challenge to give yourself. How much time am I spending looking at myself on camera? How often do I glance over and I catch myself and therefore I I fluff my bangs, I smooth my hair, I sit up a little straighter, I fix my shirt just a little bit, I flip my hair over my shoulder, I, I twist my hair so the curl like lays a little more, I take my fingers and I sort of zhuzh to give my hair a little bit more volume. Like the little tiny tweaks that we do because you're glancing at yourself in the, in the, on the Zoom screen. She did this the entire time and I thought, gosh, this is so fascinating. You've spent so much time, money, and effort to feel more beautiful and yet it's clear to me that you don't because you're, you're making all these micro adjustments and, and, and micro checks to yourself throughout this time. So just challenging yourself to keep your eyes on Zoom and not on others on Zoom and not be doing those little micro checks. Therefore, you're thinking about what the person's saying and you're not thinking how I look, right? Um, Don't analyze in the mirror, like noticing if you are someone who really does look at your body a lot. You maybe just look in the mirror less often, not in an an avoidant way, but you're just like, actually, if every time you go to the bathroom, do you check your body out in the mirror? Maybe then you start to realize, I don't need to do that. I can just wash my hands and leave without needing to do a check in the full-length mirror. Here is the biggest one for me that I noticed, and this is what made me so excited because I noticed that I was taking a different action that I didn't even realize previously had been problematic. And it's because of the years of this work that I then realized, oh my gosh, 
this just, we keep peeling the layers. That for me is what is endlessly fascinating about what makes women feel beautiful is that as I peel back the layers, I find more layers to peel back. I love complex topics that we're going to spend a decade growing in, healing in, getting better in. If there's a quick fix and you've got three tips for me and I can pick them up in a half hour podcast, amazing. Like let's let's make it happen. Let's move on with our lives. But that to me is not the deep questions of life then because you were able to be like, hey, here's, you know, 21 days to reset your your habit in this way, great, it means that it was not a deeply seated habit. No one's kicking the habit of alcoholism in 21 days, right? We understand that there's a depth to that addiction. So too, you're not going to completely change your beliefs about your body in 21 days. So the newest thing for me is I started going to the sauna and gym in my building just over the the winter. I started doing the sauna in about February and then finally started going back to the gym on, I think it was February 28th. I just hit a rock bottom moment in my burnout and was like, I, I am losing my mind. I know logically the number one thing, we talk about a lot of things in the healing burnout course, but the number one thing we can do to heal our burnout is moving our body. And I deeply struggle with that. And I was like, okay, I gotta put on my shoes and I gotta go. I've gotta fight to like my life and myself better. I've gotta fight to feel better. So only in the last few months have I started doing this. And I wear a swimsuit to the sauna. So I would put that on and then I would just briefly go to the locker room, you know, put put layers on after that. I'm in a swimsuit in the sauna. Other women are in a swimsuit. Then I am putting on workout clothes, going to the gym. I'm in the, the lounge, the changing room, the women's locker room. Again, in our building, as women are changing in and out of workout gear, swimsuits, and then also in the sauna where women are in the swimsuits. So I noticed that when I was in the lounge, one day, a woman was changing clothes. And I just averted my eyes. I just walked into the area. And instead of subconsciously again, glancing at her for a second. Now, maybe this could, again, you're not even like conscious of it. It's not that I'm thinking, oh, I want to look at this naked woman to see what her body looks like. It's just something I've never thought of before. And I just intentionally, intentionally yet subconsciously, walked in and didn't glance over. Now that could have seemed rude. Like I wasn't maybe going to make eye contact and smile, but I just decided not to make eye contact and just to go right to a locker. And then I just started paying attention that when I am walking to the sauna, I don't need to, again, I don't need to look at the other woman passing me. What's the likelihood that we're going to make eye contact and smile? I can just seem like I'm in my own world and therefore I just don't need to look up and look at her body. Whether it is good or bad, whether I'm like, oh gosh, she's so thin or I'm thinking, oh, I'm more thin than she is. I just averted my eyes and realized this is just a, a simple thing that I'm doing and I can choose to do this now in the future. I haven't been to a, po- a pool or the beach since, but I thought the next time I'm on a vacation where there's a lot of bodies around, I also can be conscious of saying, you know, when I'm sitting in my chair here and I'm just kind of zoning out, I don't need to be looking at bodies. I can just make my eyes a little higher and I can just look at the beautiful tree line and the ocean. I can just look at the way the water is moving in the pool. I can just adjust my focus a little bit so that bodies, I just don't even have the chance or, or I lower the likelihood, I lower the amount of time I might spend having a thought about other bodies. Other elements of this can be focusing on the face versus the body. Like I think about being at the wedding this weekend and um, you also can 
think about the pattern or the color or the, the dress that they're wearing as opposed to the body. So just challenging myself that I'm looking over thinking, you know, and it's to be honest now, as I think reflect on this week, wedding weekend, it's not even that I was challenging myself to not think about the body. I just literally wasn't thinking about the body. There were two women in floral dresses and I love florals. And I was like, oh my gosh, that dress is so pretty. And in neither case could I really tell you right now, honestly, uh, what size their bodies were. They're, I, don't, I don't know. I just, I just remember thinking, oh, that is such a pretty pattern or that's a pretty dress or I would just notice the silhouette. Even just because I'm curious, I would notice like, oh, it's interesting, like the, the flare skirt and the fact that it's above her knee makes that have a little bit more of a young girl silhouette, but I'm not at all thinking about her body because I've just retrained my brain now to focus on the color, the pattern, the shape, the accessories, or when you see someone to just focus on their face and not on their body. Again, I'm realizing one of my friends just had a baby seven weeks ago. She was at this wedding and I have no idea what her body looks like. I really, when she came up, I was just focused on her face. I know that she was wearing a navy blue dress because she was a bridesmaid, but I have I couldn't tell you what her body looked like. I really didn't think about it and 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 give it a I didn't allow my eyes to look her body up and down because I know what like th- then that that's what someone would do if I was postpartum, if that, that I'm just reinforcing to myself that this is what we do. But friend, I only got there because I started by changing the thought and I only could change the thought because I started noticing. So know that that process for me, I've been doing this for years. And I want you to give yourself a lot of grace in that then if you're noticing that you actually do have a lot of judgmental thoughts and you actually do have a lot of thoughts about bodies and say, this is a lifetime of indoctrination that we are unwiring. Again, the data shows as little as young as three years old is when we start to be able to identify a three-year-old can tell you the characteristics they would associate with what kind of person is kind or mean and that they will associate that with smaller and larger bodies. It's absolutely heartbreaking. We need to be very aware about what kinds of content we're showing to um, our, our young ones. We will talk about this again inside what makes women feel beautiful, but it takes a lifetime to rewire this. That is what we are going to start inside this deeper immersive teaching. And the reason that it's so important to me, we talk about the research and the data in that is because we tell ourselves so many lies. We believe so many lies that we have been told. And therefore, we need a lot of proof to be able to show our brains that they can trust this new information that larger bodies are actually not worse, that you know, all of the stories that we have, that those are just lies. Those are just beliefs and stories, and we can choose a better feeling beliefs and stories. But when we believe something our whole life, our brain wants to fight to hold on to it. It's I'm forgetting the, the, the psychological term at this point, but there is a, a technical term for it that if this is what you've believed, if you've believed smaller bodies are better, you will fight your the, the knowledge, the truth, the proof, which I will give you inside the course, that they are not. The proof that we have been lied to, the proof of who benefits by us having this lie, who makes money because we believe this lie. And we have to add up all of that in order to have a 
chance at piercing through the decades of being told and believe and living out, right? We've put so much time, money, energy, effort into chasing that answer that it is not a small thing for us to actually shift and say, maybe all of that was not going to be enough, was not valuable, was not like, we sometimes have to grieve and process that. So I want to give you all of the research and the data to really help you make that intellectual change over time and the tools to not just stop these beliefs, but replace them with new mindset, with with new beliefs, with new tools and techniques on the inside to change our thoughts, to change our patterns and our behavior from the inside and the elements on the outside, the style principles, how to feel more confident because this won't go away overnight. It's not something where you learn it and then all of a sudden you don't care what your body looks like. You don't care. That's just not realistic. We still want to look and feel good and that's not a bad thing. But as you turn the dial down on this judgment of bodies part, you now have more space. You have more room to breathe to instead turn the dial up on the joy part. And it feels far less problematic now when to th- this, this quest to feel beautiful, when your top goal is no longer thinness and the judgment of bodies and being safe enough to avoid being judged and thinking about where you're ranking on the staircase. And instead, it's focused on how you want to feel, whether that is stylish or balanced or confident or creative or quirky or professional or once it is about your personality and and the the joy and the playfulness on the outside it's the balance of both of those that really starts to reclaim the relationship that we have with ourselves and make living inside our own bodies our own skin our own brains a safer softer gentler easier place to live in. It's changed my life so much. I cannot put it into words and I am so excited to be able to pass this on. We start just one week from today. If you were listening to this live, I actually can't even believe that I'm saying it happens in one week. I don't think it's hit me yet. It still feels very surreal because this has been well over a year in the making and over 10 years on this journey. I have waited so many years. If you could go behind the scenes on Team Dean and think of people that were here years ago and years ago that were like, this was the number one teaching on her heart to get out there. And I am finally bringing it to you and we start in one week. But until then, my dear, use this mantra this week. Share it on social media. Think about it when you're on social media. Think about it when you're walking down the street or with whoever is in your house. Share it with whoever is in your life. I'm sorry for judging your body. I wish you peace and I hope you feel beautiful. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is being at one of my dearest friend's wedding on Sunday, on Saturday, down in Raleigh, North Carolina. And she looked like she felt. 
so beautiful. She looked like she felt so beautiful. I always think she's beautiful. She's incredibly photogenic. I always think that she looks wonderful and I would have expected to think she looks beautiful. I have never been to a wedding where I didn't look at a friend of mine and think, oh my gosh, she looks so beautiful. It's one of the reasons why for years I loved that TLC show, Say Yes to the Dress. A, because I love fashion and it's always like fun to see all the dresses and see what um, people wore. And yes, it was fun to go to Kleinfeld's and get one of my um, wedding dresses from there. But what I love so much about that show is the moment when the bride-to-be comes out in a dress and her friends and family are there and they start to get emotional. They get choked up because we love seeing other women feel beautiful. We are not inherently competitive. We actually love when we see someone else shine. And that show to me is exhibit, <laughs> exhibit A in the proof of that. It is, if somebody is sitting there, and this happened a couple times on episodes, but if somebody is sitting there and you can tell that what they really want is to be the one in the dress, like they are not the friend who should be at that fitting, right? They are not the sister who should be at that fitting. But the people who, who are there 98% of the time just want to support this woman that they love. They just want to see her thrive. They want to see her feel beautiful. And there is a difference. There is a difference between seeing a woman who looks beautiful and who feels beautiful. And you can tell that because sometimes they've tried on multiple dresses, right? But and sometimes it was just a dress that the family and friends didn't even love that much. They were like, I'm okay with it. But when she comes out and she's decided that this is the one she really loves, and now the stylist is like, they've pulled her hair back, they've put a veil on her, and you can see her face when she comes out, and she's smiling, she's like, this is the one. And that's when everyone starts to get choked up, because the dress hasn't changed. They already saw her in the dress. It's her face. She's decided that she feels the most beautiful, and that is so beautiful to watch, we get choked up at it. As women, we want that for each other. We aren't inherently competitive. We inherently want that joy for one another, and it brings us joy when we see it. So I have always known that, but I have never had So clearly the experience going to a friend's wedding where I didn't just think she looked beautiful, but it was so clear to me that she felt beautiful. And for me, I really believe this is because her partner makes her feel that. She sees herself through his eyes and it allows her to feel more sexy and feminine and confident and wonderful because he makes her feel so beautiful that she is believing it in herself. And while I am all for having supportive romantic partners that make us feel that way, we also can't put our beauty in the hands of if the gender that I am attracted to finds me attractive. It has to be for us. And that's what I love about that experience when the woman comes out and it's other women who are getting choked up. It's why I believe in what I call the garden. 
this this vision of all women gather together where our beauty doesn't make us feel competitive towards one another. When you're in a garden, every flower can be beautiful. And the more diversity there is, the more beauty there is there. You know, if you've ever gone to a wedding and felt jealous that a friend, that the bride looked so beautiful, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry because I know that means you're struggling with a deep insecurity and that doesn't feel good. It's that again, you had that thought about her because you have really hard and harsh thoughts about yourself. But personally, even when I haven't felt great about myself, that moment, your breath just catches seeing them. And I have felt such joy at seeing someone look their absolute best. And maybe because at a wedding, we have the story that the bride is supposed to shine the most. So it's like, we've all agreed. She is the top today. You should feel feel badly if you felt like, oh, well, at least I look better than the bride. <laughs> like, no, we're, we, you should only be at the wedding because you love her the most. And this is absolutely her day. But you want that for every woman at her wedding. It just happens to not be all the same day. But if we want that for every woman at their wedding, we, we want that for them at any peak day in their life. We also just want them to feel that as much as they can every single day in a way that, you know, yes, it's going to feel less, less impactful if there's a hundred brides in white dresses. But if you just go to a garden party and there's a hundred beautiful women, it doesn't have to be exclusively, explicitly this one, one day that we have said, you know, that the, the ideal is the one wedding day in life. This can just be every day. All the women can be beautiful. When you are healthy and happy and healed in yourself, you want that for everyone. The same way that like, I love being in a married. I love being in a relationship. I want that for every friend of mine who's single and, and wants it. I don't want it less for her because I have it the opposite. I'm so happy and healthy and healed in my relationship. I want it in my mental health. I'm, I'm so grateful. It's, it's, how I feel about this teaching. I'm so grateful this has healed me. I want to pass it on. I'm going to share it. I don't want to keep it to myself. I don't feel any better that I'm, I've got it more than you do. When you have financial stability and, and you feel happy and healthy and grateful for that, you just want it for everyone else in your life. You don't want to say, oh, well, I, I want to make sure some of my friends are still in debt so that I feel better about myself. Like when we are truly healthy and healed and happy, we just want that for everyone else as well. It's one of the reasons that I'm so passionate about what makes women feel beautiful because I want to save women so much money over the next decade so that over the next decades to come so that they can build wealth so that they can then use that wealth to rest and enjoy their lives. I want all of us hanging out at weekend afternoon garden parties more often because we found more peace and ease with less. We are striving less. We are less burnt out. We are less anxious. We are less competitive. We are clutching less because we're happy and healthy and healed. And we just want the same for everyone. And in that way, when you win, more people around you win and it just feels so much better so much better. I hope you feel better after listening to this episode today. And there is so much more to come starting just a week from today. Do not miss out on the keynote speech that I am giving. 
Get your VIP ticket. It is called How to Finally Feel Confident and at Peace in Your Body, plus save time, energy, and $2,000 a year. You can find the description. Uh, you can find the link in the description or at hillaryrushford.com slash bodypiece or over on my Instagram. Please invite your friends. Make this a time where you guys all tune into this speech, this uh, TED talk of sorts from your own home and then have conversations afterwards so that you can truly pass on this energy shift, this new season, this lightness and freedom to your inner circle and be the phenomenal friend that brings that change and then inspires everyone else to do the same. I will see you back here next Your Welcome Wednesday with grace and gumption. You're welcome in advance. Till next Wednesday.